Okay, it's recording. Okay. okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Spotlight Series. This is the show where we pick a genre of movies every month and we watch the best and the worst. We try our best to watch the best ones, but sometimes poopy ones slip through the cracks. I don't think that's the case today. So we are starting the new month with a pretty solid genre. Uh, we were thinking of it last week and we came up with disaster films. And I didn't realize that that genre, it actually is pretty widespread because if you really think about it, Jurassic Park is a disaster film. Absolutely. Because they, mm-hmm. yeah, they're not really fighting the dinosaurs. They're just running away the whole time. Uh, like a typical by the numbers disaster film twister they're just running away from tornadoes that's all they can do uh though tornadoes are foiled by a leather belt in the movie (laughs) there's really nothing you can do against the things in a disaster film so we chose a it is a disaster film but it's like a preemptive one usually in disaster film shit's falling apart and you're just doing your best to survive in this one well, in some of them, some of them, they're trying to, they're actively trying to stop of it, stop it. True. Now, that's what I was going to say. This one, the heroes of the film, they actually have a plan to stop the disaster before it gets worse because well, it, it happens, kind of. Because space disasters are the only disasters you can actually actively stop. <laughs> you can't actually stop like Hurricane a wildfire tornadoes. or an earthquake or a tornado like the. We don't have ways of stopping them. You just have to wait till they fizz out and die. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess we can put out yeah. wildfires and we could be mindful no. of our tiny forests, but we can prevent forest fires by listening to Smokey. You're right. We can prevent forest fires, but once they happen, they're hard to put out. They're hard. No, to they do that. They it do that thing now, don't forever. they? Where they set fires? Like, don't they like set fires beforehand? Like a control burn. There you go. Control burns. They do, but they don't do control burns in forests. Mm, true. Control burns are for fields. But yeah, it's... Cut down more trees. Yeah. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Deforestation's yeah. bad, kids. So this disaster film is a special one. Uh, despite a lot of reviews from NASA officials, <laughs> uh, this movie is chock full of discrepancies, factual and just you know, story-wise, we went with the 1998 science fiction disaster film, Armageddon. Hell yeah, we're finally doing it, y'all. This movie is directed by Michael Bay. You know how I feel about Michael Bay and robots. He likes to make racist ones. But but this one's not about robots. I know. Uh, This is before he got all stupid, though he does love his underage girl jokes. And that's a occurring theme in his movies. Uh, I don't remember any being in Pearl Harbor, so good. Congrats. <laughs> he really likes his mm, underage. Jokes. Maybe there wasn't really a joke, but they do allude to one of the girl, one of the nurses being 17 and them having to wait until she's old enough to get yeah, married. I'm telling you, in almost but, every movie, there's some nod to some but, underage girl. But I wouldn't say that's a joke. And like in the 40s, it was pretty common for 17-year-olds to get married. So it was common for fucking 12-year-olds to get married in the 40s. <laughs> That's how fucked they were. You're right, man. Yeah, yep. You're right. Yep. Uh, but no, this is early Michael Bay before he got 
really ridiculous with his movies. Well, this is what made him ridiculous. Yes. Uh, actually, before this, he did a movie called Bad Boys, which was the first big one in made... Mates. No, that's the fucking jam. Bad Boys for Life. I yeah. love that song. So Bad Boys was one of the first films where he didn't get that much money and it made like Insane times amounts. 12. Well, yeah. And then he did the movie The Rock with uh, what Sean Connery, Nicolas Cage. Uh, some people say that is Bond when he got old because it works out. Uh, I've never seen that movie, so. It's good. Uh, the Steve and Taco, that's their shit. So uh, five bucks their dad likes it, so they instantly like it. Um but no, this is his third film, Armageddon, and it the screenplay was written by Jonathan Hensley, which I remember a few films that he did. He wrote Jumanji and Die Hard with a Vengeance. So those are this, bangers. This movie's making a lot more sense. And then J.J. Abrams, no matter how you well, feel about him like and, a little baby. and Star Wars, the motherfucker can write a story. He <clears> really <throat> can. Uh it, it gets off the rails at some points. Uh, just his like hate of a, his Star Wars hate is undeserved. Yeah, other people it's, did it's way worse. Kathleen Kennedy's fault. Yeah, and Rian Johnson. Yeah, there's other people that did way worse. And Ron Howard. Damage. <laughs> Everyone who was involved in Episode Eight. Yeah, he just did a he just did a remake of the first. JJ Abrams was trying to fix things, good. okay, and everybody just fucked it up. Yeah, I felt good about Don't it. Don't hate on JJ Abrams. Uh, he this, made Star Trek. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, but this film is a Michael Bay special, which means every person is fucking famous in it, mm-hmm. and it pays off in the end. Uh, like we, Pearl Harbor. we got Bruce Willis, Billy Bob Thornton, Liv Tyler. Hey, isn't that Aerosmith's? Like, yeah, that's uh, what's yes. his name? Stephen Tyler's daughter. daughter. Yeah, Stephen Tyler's daughter. I'm curious if Aerosmith makes songs for this album. Yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Ben, and there's no information about it yeah. anywhere. Uh, ben Affleck, William Patton. Hey, he's the not racist coach from fucking Remember the Titans. I like him. <laughs> uh, Peter, racist. Uh, Peter Stomare. So if you remember, uh, uh, damn it, what's with Keanu Reeves? Uh, he's fighting uh, John demon. Wick. No, he's Constantine. Constantine. I was like, I'm gonna need more than that. <laughs> yeah, I need, I need more than just Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is fighting. What? Which one? Which one? Which one? Because he—that's all he does <laughs> in his movies is fight. Yeah, uh, but I've had to fight my whole life. Yeah, but Peter Stormare—he was the devil in Constantine. He's the one that that took all that cancer out of his chest. He's a nice devil in that movie. Keith David and Steve Buscemi. Buscemi. Bushami. Bushami. Steve Bushami. Uh one name that we don't see on here is Mod Boy from the Green Mile. And also he was Black Kingpin before we got our awesome Kingpin. And his name is Michael Clark Duncan. Thank you, Brain. I just had to waste time. <laughs> I was gonna say it if you weren't, I could tell you were falling off the rails. Yeah. I was my brain's like. The little Otis in my head was just shrugging shoulders. I don't fucking know his name, bro. I can tell you 17 movies he was in. I can tell you two, and it's Green Mile, which I've never seen. And Talladega Nights. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. Don't you put that evil on me. No matter how you feel about the first Daredevil movie, he was a damn good kingpin. He was. Because he's gigantic. Peter, uh, like uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. I believe They make him gigantic. I believe you, but I haven't seen that Daredevil. We can watch it. He looks good. And it was a black kingpin. People were like, he's not supposed I'm, to be black. Oh, and he of was course. Everyone. Superhero month coming up. Right? What? Oh, Superhero month. 
There's so many good superhero movies. Why do we gotta waste our time on these shit ones? <clears throat> if you make you me watch, if you make me watch that movie, I'm making you watch Electra okay. and Halle Berry Catwoman. So why do you get it? But okay, <laughs> because they suck a lot. <laughs> uh, so this movie is an absolute banger, just acting wise, story wise. It's one of those big old summer blockbusters. Came out July first, so that it's perfect so if you don't know anything about armageddon or if you've never seen it hey you're just like katie but this film is about a group of deep core drillers so the, the guys that drill for oil they're sent by nasa to stop a asteroid that is going to crash into earth because astronauts can't learn to drill fast enough so fuck it let's send up drillers and teach them how to be astronauts in two weeks that seems more viable uh, ben Affleck actually asked Michael Bay, "Why? That, that seems harder. Why don't that seems you just, stupid. yeah, why don't you just send up astronauts and just teach them how to drill?" And Michael Bay told him, "Shut up." <laughs> he said, "Shut the fuck up." In the commentary for this movie is literally three straight hours of Ben Affleck shitting on all of the plot holes in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> It, it's a mess. Ben Affleck's not the biggest fan of this movie. But I'll, this movie like made him it's crazy that he doesn't have more respect for it because this movie is really where he blew up. Like Goodwill Hunting was good but this one was the one that really like exploded his career because it sure wasn't Dogma or Mall Rats. Like it was this one. Yeah. And then he went on to star in more Michael Bay films and now is an incredible great Batman and Oscar winning actor so. yeah and writer yeah and, and producer and director, and director. Yeah. <laughs> he's done all sorts of shit yeah it's it's a good route so but yeah uh if you haven't seen armageddon i would really give it a shot uh it's like what two and a half hours it's uh, it's yeah it's good it doesn't uh, one, feel that long yeah it, it doesn't right, it goes right into the action really so someone did a count of the cuts in this movie this movie so has a lot of fast just cuts in the average Bay. time for every cut is two seconds and it cuts to something else. And I sat there after I read that fun fact and counted and it's around two seconds and yeah. it cuts to something else. Uh, I mean, I think the cuts help with the longevity of this film a lot because if I had watched this in 1998 when it came out, I would have like lost my shit at how good it is. But watching it now in 2022, I'm still impressed with how the action kind of holds up and it's because of the cuts because you're not witnessing all of the just horrible mistakes that are happening like you can't see the strings and you can't see the like wires for the explosions and all the things that are making you know the ice particles from the asteroid like move around and all these weird things on the drill like you're not seeing all of that because of the cutscenes. he like the cuts like fixed how this movie ages basically oh, definitely uh yeah even for its age because it's it came out in 98 so it's what 24 24 years old it still looks pretty good there's What's, spots where i'm like oh, okay the craziest part of this is that this movie is 24 years old and the three like most famous people in this movie look exactly the fucking same yeah vampires <laughs> like what the fuck yeah they look pretty dang good bruce willis hasn't aged ben affleck has he's gotten a little bit like more square jawed but that's only because he like grew into being a man because he was only like what 25 at this point something like that <laughs> and Liv tyler yeah. looks the fucking same he was a little baby affleck yeah yeah with new teeth 
Michael Bay, he he told him that his him to get new teeth. Yeah, apparently his teeth were too small, so he paid to get him new teeth. He had dolphin teeth. Too yeah. up, so now he has fake teeth. He had those little tic tac teeth. Yeah. Oh, chiggly mouth, bitch. Yeah, I. Re- <laughs> so I read that he like twenty thousand dollars of the budget was spent on getting Ben Affleck a new smile for this movie. And later, when he was working on the next film, uh, he was talking to Kate Beckinsale, who's like his love interest in Pearl Harbor. And she was like getting all upset about uh, the diet and stuff that she had to be on and all these different things. And basically, Ben Affleck was like, well, at least you still have your real teeth and told her the story. And she was like, oh, my God, what the <laughs> fuck? Yeah. So one thing I I learned about this film, uh, Walt Disney Studios actually was involved with this film, and Bruce Willis was cast in this film part of a deal, a three picture deal to help with the fact that they cut a movie that he was involved in, and he was really pumped for it. The other two films were for Disney, The Kid, and I have no idea. Wait, what? what was the question? Uh, that Bruce Willis, he was uh, cast in the film. He had a three-picture deal with the studio uh, to help compensate for another film. I can only did. name one film that he was in for Disney, and it was The Kid, where he the kid. had Spencer Breslin in it when he was like a baby. Bruce Willis in a Disney movie, eh? Well, kind of. So, like, like I was telling Katie, when they do these films, it's not technically Disney, they have different studios and they do stuff. But the- they have a lot. Buena Vista Pictures and Disney. They I think for a minute they owned like part of Columbia TriStar. I think they did all sorts of different shit. Yeah. But if I read it correctly, the next two films that Bruce Willis did were Shalamanan films. And so it was Unbreakable and The Sixth Sense. Mm-hmm. So he did a good job. He he got he hopped into some really good movies. So um never seen him. I've never even heard of Unbreakable. So Ooh, that's a superhero one. So Shalamanan made a film about if someone is super sick, you know, there's folks out there in the world that have a lot of issues with their bodies. Mm-hmm. And if they're naturally born, not naturally, but if they're born with those issues, wouldn't there be somebody on the other side of the ladder that doesn't have any issues that are actually stronger? Yeah, and so I mean that's pretty common. Yeah. So a very weak and frail Samuel Jackson is looking for the person that's his opposite, and he finds Bruce Willis, and he is like Superman. It's a good ass movie. I'm very. I'll take your word for it, good. but Samuel Jackson and Bruce Willis are not opposites. Just so we're clear, like in the movie, he's. His I guess it, the good. amount of motherfuckers and bald guy like big dick energy coming from the two of them is not. Those are not opposites. <laughs> I know. It, like they would be BFFs in a cop in a cop movie. That's not. I, I'm gonna have Katie watch. It. It's a good one. But <laughs> we'll get through this story for Armageddon. Yeah, back to so, Armageddon. Yes. So um, after a gigantic meteor shower destroys, like uh, what the space satellite. This dude's trying to like replace parts on it, and he gets just, yeah space station. Gets yeah, he gets demolished. Uh, the NASA scientists they discover that holy shit. This meteor shower destroyed so much of like what New York, just mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. in the world. They realized they had 18 days 
before an asteroid the size of Texas hits the Earth. Now, people laughed because they talked about the size of the asteroid, but there actually is some credence behind that because one of the asteroids that caused the fucking dinosaurs to die that they've learned was the size of Texas. Thought so, it was smaller. No, apparently they figured out something was pretty close to the size of Texas. I thought it was only like six miles wide. Hell, I don't know. I read things, but maybe I'm <laughs> I believe wrong. you. I believe yeah. you, but I just, sorry, continue. <laughs> so um, it's going to destroy everything. And the people that do survive are just going to be in a nuclear winter and then they will die. So the NASA executive, Dan Truman. Hey, it's Billy Bob Thornton. What a limp. Uh, he, no, he's not president. Oh, I oh NASA NASA executive. NASA sorry, oh, okay. I think I said president. But yeah, the, president. The, uh, a higher top NASA scientist. Yes, scientist in NASA, Dan Truman. He works with a team of asteroids. Um, scientists. No, well, no. What did I say? He works. You with said asteroids. asteroids. <laughs> oh, astronauts. There you go. There you go. Okay, astronauts to try to find a way to stop this asteroid and the easiest plan the best plan that they come up with comes from lucius malfoy and he says that if we can dig into the asteroid set up a nuke we can blow it apart and then it'll split into two big pieces which is very absurd and just go past the earth and all the pieces will evaporate or whatever and they'll save the day hooray so they come up with a plan and they recruit Harry Stamper. Hey, it's Bruce Willis. And he is going to train a group of astronauts to learn to drill, you know, the reasonable way. But Harry says that these guys can't learn what he needs to do, what they need to do on this asteroid. What if something changes? I can't make do if for things I don't know. So Harry says, let me take my group up there and we can take care of this problem. Uh, Truman is like, yeah, that's cool with me. Everyone else <laughs> in NASA and I don't know, the fucking White House are like, no, that's really stupid. They're not astronauts. They won't be able to function up there in space, which is very true. But, you know, after what, a week and a half, they're all okay, astronauts. Look at that. Uh, so he recruits all his friends, the best drillers for the job. So from his rig, yeah, yeah. So he picks up his friend Chick, uh, his best best buddy, right hand man, uh, Bear, Noon, and Max, AJ, that has been dating his daughter Grace, and uh, Ben Affleck was running in his underwear on the oil rig as Bruce Willis is shooting at him with a shotgun. He's like, "Sweet Jesus, help me!" So. They um, they practice for the next 12 days and every ship has a few astronauts on it to actually help fly them. And so Sharp is the, the, the best of the astronauts and he's very grumpy about fucking oil diggers, drillers being on this mission, you know, because it's the end of the world. So uh, both shuttles, they take off without incident and then they dock with the Russian space station, Mir, to fuel up for the journey. Uh, as they get on Mir, uh, everything falls apart because that's what happens in action movies like this. <laughs> and the fuel ignites from a very shitty Russian, I guess, fuel line. And 
the there's a fire. So both space station, uh, both ships have to scoop the fuck off as quick as they can and actually pick up a Rus- Russian cosmonaut uh, as he hops on one of the ships. So on the approach to the asteroid, the hull of the Independence, so it's Independence and Freedom are the two spaceships. Um, the Independence gets absolutely destroyed and it crashes and it kills everybody on board except Ben Affleck, Michael Clark Duncan, and uh, Lev, the Russian guy. Because they told him uh, to get into the uh, the drilling apparatus. Yes. So, uh, and the other ship, the Freedom, it lands 26 miles from the intended landing site, which is fine. They can dig anywhere. But unfortunately for them, they landed somewhere where it is just stupid. Was it iron? Or I don't <clears throat> know what. Yeah, it was like an iron. It was like a iron ferrite type material that yeah. hadn't been identified. Which fuck me, you know, it's it's an unknown space metal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this thing came from space. <laughs> so the drilling is going slower than it should, and the problem is they have a zero barrier. There's a moment where if the asteroid gets past this one spot in space. Blowing up means nothing, and asteroid will still hit in some way and destroy the Earth or really fuck it up. So they are on a clock, and at this point, I believe they have three to four hours left. And everyone's getting nervous, and the White House feels that they should just detonate the bomb, and they have a manual override they can do and just detonate it. And everyone, uh, well, Truman and all the other nasa people are like no that's really stupid you're just gonna waste a nuke and they're all gonna die and it's like well if it gets too far then doesn't matter so there's a fight down at nasa and all the scientists are trying their best to keep the military at bay and harry is up top on the asteroid fighting for his life against the astronauts that are trying their best to get the bomb ready for explosion the one astronaut who is head of the he was like part of the United States yeah, Air Force. Yeah, but the other astronaut, she let him go. She just watched him oh. get stuff well, and then she pulled out do? the gun. What was the one girl going to do who had all of like 30 seconds of screen time? Like she'll, she ain't going to do shit. Yeah. So while this is happening, uh, Harry actually convinces Sharp that we can do this, man. Please give us a chance. And they actually agree. Unfortunately for them, the president orders... The remote detonation. So the bomb is going off. And so Sharp and the other down. Yeah, Sharp and the other astronaut, they actually take out the remote part of the detonator. Hooray! So while they are digging and doing an all right job, they hit a pocket of oh, what was it? Nitrogen? Yeah. Yeah. A a hydrogen pocket. And unfortunately for Max, that's inside of the digger. That bad boy flies into space and explodes. So, unfortunately, they don't have a way to keep digging. But hey, who's that on the horizon? It's Ben Affleck and the other digger. So, they survive. With the Russian cosmonaut. Yeah. Uh, and Mac. Yeah. So, they survived and they've been hopping through space in, in the digger, screaming. So, they get there and they start digging and they're running out of time, but they should be good. So AJ, he succeeds in digging to the required depth. Hooray! Rockstorm damages the remote detonator, which means someone has to stay behind and manually detonate the bob. 
So they pull straws because that's the best way to figure out if someone's going to fucking die. Well, because everyone's trying to be a hero. Yeah. So they're just like, no, let's just do this. So AJ pulls the short straw. Oh, no. Oh, no. And at this point, Harry very much is gotten over his issues with AJ because he was sleeping with his daughter and he was like, I'm going to marry her when we get back and we're going to have kids. You can't do anything about it and all that stuff. He's like, yeah, like a dad to me and all these issues. And so as they go down to the surface of the asteroid, Harry actually pulls out AJ's like air tube and kicks him back into the ship. And he tells him, take care of my daughter. I've always considered you a son and just be good, man. And he's like, Harry, don't do it. I love you. And he's like, I love you too. But, and so Harry being, you know, the cool Bruce Willis that he is <laughs> sacrifices himself. Uh, the second that AJ makes it back up into the ship on this little elevator, uh, Harry's best friend's like, son of a bitch did it. Yeah, I knew it. And he knew that Bruce Willis was going to sacrifice himself. That's why he was trying his best to do it first. Cause he knew he was going to try to do it. So as the crew get ready to fly off on their ship, uh, a rock storm causes Harry to lose the detonator because he has to press it manually. So Harry is climbing his way out of a fucking hole and gets to the detonator at the last second. And he tells Grace, bye, and explodes. And the asteroid breaks into two pieces and flies past Earth. Hooray, everything worked out. It's fucking amazing. So AJ and Grace, they get reunited and married in the credits, as we see. And Chick, uh, Bruce Willis's best friend, he reconciles with his ex-wife. Hey, that's April O'Neil from the first Ninja Turtle movie. <laughs> and his son and our boy Rockhound, the crazy asshole that got space madness, he is back with his stripper girlfriend. Good for him. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, hopefully the the loan sharks that he got his money from thinking that the world's going to blow up anyway hopefully they don't break his legs <laughs> so that's that's armageddon it, it's crazy for being as long as it is it's pretty simple of a story if you really come down to it um it, it, it's wild to me but a lot of michael bay films really are simple when you really sit down with them just like bad boys it's a long movie but it's pretty like goddamn simple man that chase scene at the end was awesome that dude hit that wall oh, but anyway katie who was your favorite character in armageddon my thing literally says billy bob thornton i guess damn, <laughs> damn. um i don't know this film was wild i don't feel <clears throat> like any of these people were giving like their best performances um, but Billy Bob Thornton's character was probably the most likable of everybody since he was the only person at NASA who actually believed that these uh, drillers could do what the fuck they were going to do. And he was even instructing his own people to like reverse on like to undetonate the bomb um, from the chair. It was fucking cool. And he was the only one who like cared about Liv Tyler's like plight. I don't know. There was a lot of fucking problems with this movie. <laughs> but I guess Billy Bob Thornton was my favorite, which I've never said before in my life. Uh, <laughs> Daniel. Uh, my favorite character was Rockhound, Steve Buscemi's character. <laughs> He's a 
not just not just because he was crazy. This man was fucking brilliant too. Uh, I think in the movie he lists off his. I think he's like three or four PhDs. Yeah, one from MIT, one from like a bunch of prestigious fucking schools and shit. Which I guess caused you know you know they say some of the smartest people are crazy as shit. Yeah, their brains. So it's kind of it's kind of fitting that you know crazy ass dude is also fucking like mad fucking horny and gets in with sharks and you know fuck it right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Just you know based off his genius, like the fucking guy, he's a whack job, but. Those are just the coolest people you want to sit down and have a beer with. Yeah, honestly, he he's a maniac, but I mean, he said a lot of funny things. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Otis, I actually went with Bruce Willis. Dag Nabbit, I can't help but enjoy when Bruce Willis is in a movie. Um, apparently, he's really hard to work with in movies. I've I've heard from Kevin Smith when he, what movie did they do together? Did they do Die? Part four or something like that. I can't remember. But Kevin Smith said they did a movie and he's like, that dude is hard to do anything with. He is an asshole. But uh, but Bruce Willis, yeah, he's always been kind of a grump like that. But in this movie, he's a cool cop dad. Out. Huh? It was cop out. Yes. Uh, but in this movie, he's he's a very protective dad, and well, maybe a little too much, but he doesn't want his daughter dating, getting together with a greasy oil guy like him so he's like god damn it aj i hate you away from my daughter she deserves better but he's a good dude um it was funny but he he knew his people he knew what needed to be done to save the world and he did it and he made sure that his daughter wasn't gonna have a widow <laughs> before they even get married so he's like man you know as as he's talking to his daughter on the recording he's like well I promise you I'd be back and I would have, but things changed. So I got to stay here. So I'm sorry I lied to you. Well, have fun with your husband. <laughs> I'm not going to leave you without a husband. So, um, but no, he was amazing. So, and we got to hear, you know, Aerosmith when he was being all nice and thoughtful. So that was awesome. So Katie, <laughs> who was your least favorite character? Oh, that's a long list. Um... <laughs> Damn. So I had three, um, but I'm going to go with my first one and say Steve Buscemi. Mm -hmm. um, yes, he was hyper intelligent, but he was also super skeezy. Um, his comment about, uh, I swear, I swear she told me she was 18 or I didn't know she was 17 at the time or whatever the fuck. That was hella gross. And just everything he did in this movie that wasn't related to drilling was gross. Um, him wasting hundreds of thousands of dollars on strippers and prostitutes and just, just gross. <laughs> Daniel. Uh, my least favorite character. Um, what's that dude's name? Uh, the guy that was Colonel Sharp. Oh, uh, William Fitchner? Yeah, yeah he was a douche. Like yeah, I didn't like him. He just... Yeah, I understand he was there to do his astronaut job or whatever. 
but it just seemed like he was just being a dick about everything. Like, ha, what do you know? What do you know, oil boy? Like, plus a gun. Who, why, your contingency is a gun? <laughs> You're going to shoot the only people trying to help you because the remote detonated nuke from a million miles away from bureaucratic dickheads isn't set to explode? I mean, come on now. Absolutely. Uh, D, I'm going to I'm gonna hop on this because I picked the same person. Uh, okay, Sh- yeah, take it away. Take it, man. Take Sharp's it. douche. Uh, he was in my list of top, yeah. top three. But he's a military douche, and he's that kind of wiener that's like, but, well, they said we have to do this. It's like, bro, they're down there. We're up here. Why are you listening to them? And it's like, but that's what you do. You listen to orders. It's like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> If we don't shit about orders, everyone's gonna be dead if we don't fucking do this. Yeah, and he's like, order. Yeah. The part is, if the nuke goes off on the surface, it ain't gonna do it anyway. And it's like, but that's what we're supposed to do. I'm like, bro, the bomb's not gonna blow up the the fucking asteroid on the surface. Like, let us do the job. So it, it sucked that it took so much work for him to like. Oh yeah, maybe I should just leave them alone and help them dig. Oh yeah, instead of sit back on my astronaut ass and do not a damn thing. Yeah, so it it was a lot, but he finally figured it out. He's like, oh, maybe if I just help them out, we get the fuck out of here before anybody dies. You yeah, know? it took it took what it took Bruce Willis saying, "Do you have kids on Earth that's about to die?" It took him that to right? like be like, oh, I got to get rewired in two minutes, or I'm gonna be fucking dead with my kids. Right? Like, do you not want to see them again? Like, let us fucking do our job up here. So, yeah. yeah. Sharp was a mess. So, let us do seven word synopsis. I only have one. It made me happy inside. (laughs) And and I don't want to miss a thing. Uh, That song, uh, Aerosmith. I'm not the biggest Aerosmith fan, but there were two songs in this movie. What was it? Sweet Emotion? Mm-hmm. I love I love it's always in like an older film or like I don't know there's certain scenes where like like sweet. somebody's gotta be cru- somebody's gotta be cruising like an old car for that song to be going yeah uh I love that song by them and I love and I don't want to miss a thing that's it's it's a fucking banger man <laughs> it was actually their very first number one hit really like yeah they've been a band for since the 70s and that was their first number one hit and it gets butchered weekly at karaoke nights. Yes, yeah. it does. <laughs> and every wedding you've ever been to. Except yeah. ours. Oh, God. I can't tell you how many weddings I've DJed. And then our, our first dance is going to be don't miss a thing. Like, it's original. It's not. Sorry. Get it. Get it. Right? Like, they, they look at me like with the big smaller face. Like, they want to be, oh, how sweet. No. Yeah, you know that Astro- asteroid movie? We want that song. Where everybody almost died. Wait, what, Deep Impact? No. <laughs> the other one. Oh, okay. Dinosaurs? <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> okay. Uh, Katie. All right. I've got three. Uh, John McClane sacrifices self to save Earth. Hey. Uh, Aerosmith did soundtrack as gift for daughter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I fucking searched, like, spent a considerable amount of time searching the internet looking for any type of reports on how much they paid Aerosmith to do the entire soundtrack to this musical or to this movie because every song that wasn't 
part of the um, score score was Aerosmith and there was no information anywhere. So mm-hmm. I'm going to assume uh, Liv Tyler, they cast Liv Tyler and then Liv Tyler just asked her dad, hey, would it be cool? And Steven Tyler was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And that's how it happened because there's no financial information anywhere. I can see that. And or, my last or one. Katie, I'm sorry to interrupt. Could Go it ahead. be that Michael Bay asked Aerosmith to do those songs and instead of payment, they're like, yeah, if you can put my daughter in. Oh, maybe. I don't know. We'll do it for free if you put my daughter in a big role, not not just like a background character. Yeah. I'm, oh. su- I'm surprised that they weren't in it in some point. Like if yeah, they weren't at the strip club playing or something. I'm really surprised. I'm sure they're in the background somewhere. They gotta be, man. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I'm I don't sure. know. I read that the guitarist for Aerosmith thought that Don't Wanna Miss a Thing was just gonna like it's all right. It's just another song. And then it ended up being like their first number one single. That's how it works. Yo, a lot of people. Yo, that, music video, that music video is pretty tight too. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because it's interwoven that. with all the clips from this movie. Yeah, a lot of people. No, no, no. They're, they're like, they got the orchestra in the hangar with the space shuttles in the back. Yeah. Yeah, it's always a thing. Yeah. Okay. And then Michael Bay or Michael Bay made propaganda for big oil. <laughs> You can thank the oil drillers for saving your lives. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. If we're not drilling for oil on Earth, what's going to happen when the asteroids come? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was just two and a half hours of oil drilling propaganda, but okay. <laughs> oh, uh, so many new astronauts after that situation. So uh, after... Yeah, it would have been another space boom, like in the 60s. Yeah. Uh, you see kids with toys running around after the world was saved, and they're like, fuck it, I want to be an astronaut like them. I want to dig holes and blow up shit. Yeah. So they probably would have got so many new kids that wanted to be astronauts, which is really cool. I'm sad it takes, you know, a world-ending event <laughs> to get more astronauts, but uh, you ain't gonna see my ass up there. Space is scary. So, uh, deep out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> scary um i got two asteroid coming let's drill that some bitch yeah and then typical american solution to nuke to fucking nuke something yeah yeah can we blow it up the first thing the first thing they were talking about let's just the first thing coming out of the the white house or the pentagon let's nuke it yeah I mean, that's the best weapon. Like, can, can we blow it up? Let's just nuke it. I've got another one. There Wait. should have been drillers from everywhere. Oh, yeah. The fact that NASA and the American government just sat on this information about this big ass, like this whole idea for days and days and didn't let anyone else who has a viable space program or other drillers know that this shit was happening like they could have sent up so many more people and gotten this done so much fucking faster i think billy bob said that they asked all drillers around the world and they kept coming up with harry well they kept asking who was the best who was the best not hey would you also like to help on this wild ass fucking mission america they didn't ask they didn't go to China and be like, hey, we're sending up like two space shuttles worth of fucking people to go drill this hole. You want to send some folks too? like get your spaceship going. Let's go. Or Russia. Like you're going to pre- be out here and pretend that this catastrophic world ending event 
wouldn't also have had you talk to other countries and have them also send astronauts and shit up into space to help with this problem? Because if America did it solo, that would have gave us a free pass on anything later. Hey, man. You fucking mess. USA, USA, we get shit done. USA, America. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Mess. Yeah, America and nukes. <laughs> what else you need, baby? <laughs> what else you need? That's the OG team America, Katie. <laughs> American flag and a nuke. Here to save the fucking day. Are we? What are we doing about Ukraine? Oh shit. That's for another. That's for another. I got in 98. Well. In 98, yes. And then three years later, what happened to our Twin Towers? I'm just saying. Okay. So my neck. This film came out July 1st, 1998. What do you guys think the budget for Armageddon was? Katie. A hundred and fifty million dollars. One fifty bones. There's so many goddamn people in this movie. Depot. Two hundred million. Two hundo. Uh, both you guys were really close on to the point. You both went over, but not by that much. Oh. The budget was one hundred and forty million. Goddamn. Uh, y'all were. <laughs> y'all, y'all understood yeah, the, the cast assignment. Was fucking stacked. Bruce the cast Lewis. was stacked, and then all the CGI and explosions. Yeah, the explosions. Like we know, Michael Bay loves a good explosion, and he's wild to work with. So you know, they had to reshoot everything like seventy five fucking mm-hmm. times. Like, oh, uh, the drillers—they were actually real. The yeah. vehicles they made, and they were very expensive. And they got to work on a real oil rig. They like got permission from a real oil rig to shoot on an oil rig. And I'm sure that was like actual NASA facilities and actual NASA spaceships that were in the backgrounds of things because Michael Bay's particular like that. Yes. At least he was when he was doing Pearl Harbor. So it's funny. Michael Bay asked NASA that they could use this movie for not really training purposes, but if they needed it, and NASA's like, no, we good. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're good, bro. Hey, man, you helped us out. If you want to use that movie for anything, you know, we... Use an yeah. astronaut, you can use it. We got our own contingents. We're not going to take a Why? gun in space. <laughs> we, have a, we have a realistic uh, <laughs> video that we show our astronauts. He's like, we're like gonna... no, we'll just show me T or something. <laughs> we're not going to take a nine millimeter up on it. In this movie. <laughs> we're not taking a nine millimeter up to space. Oh, yeah, bro. <laughs> but we're not doing it. So, uh, what do you guys think the box office was? Katie. Ooh, uh, I said eight. Hundred million dollars. Depel. Good lord. <laughs> this movie made all the money because uh, one, it had everybody in it, and it was Michael. But it was huge. I'm gonna go under that. Fair. Say. <laughs> you say seven ninety nine, and you win. <laughs> Anything <laughs> underneath me. I'm not. I'm not Greg. I'm not just gonna <laughs> just start cutting legs and tendons. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna go with five hundred and fifty million. Five fifty. It's not a bad guess, actually. That was a damn good guess, Daniel. The box office was five hundred and fifty-three point seven million dollars. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah, uh, it's weird. I shot for the stars just like they did with this movie. <laughs> Went a little too high. 
That's fine. Uh, despite they didn't even make three times their budget. Yeah, despite mostly negative reviews. That doesn't shock me. <laughs> uh, it's a lot of the factual things. They're like, why would that happen? What? Yeah, um, none of the things in this movie would actually happen. The film was a commercial success, and so that teaches you that your movie can be dog shit, but if it's got the right faces on the cover, you can make some money. That's how Michael Bay's made his whole career. Yes. Hey, don't knock Bad Boy franchise. Bad Boys is fun, but I love Pearl Harbor, but I know that that's part of how he got his money was the faces on the cover. It was Kate Beckinsale and Josh Hartnett and Ben Affleck, three hotties. Thank you, but I don't think it was on the cover. Kate, Kate Beckinsale can get weird with me, and I, love it. <laughs> I heard she's into some weird shit. I'm, I'm all for it, Kate. If you stumble across this. Oh my god! Yeah, said, I heard you like weird stuff. They call me Mister Weird. I will be your cabana boy. Oh, we can beat him up. I ain't worried about Harry Styles. All this shit. He don't got hands. We'll put them paws on him. I'll watermelon sugar his ass to sleep. <laughs> he will be singing it in his ear. He's like watermelon sugar. Hi. And just put him on the ground. These mamas taste like strawberries on the summer evening, bitch. If Terrell was around, he would put strawberry, like watermelon sugar <laughs> on his watermelon paws. sugar on his knuckles as he's beating them up. He's popping them in the mouth. <laughs> Kate over here quiet, so I think she wants to defend Mr. Harry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's shaking her head. <laughs> she said, nope. <laughs> okay, uh, does anybody have anything else to say about Armageddon? I didn't miss much. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I mean, 24 years to see this movie that everyone wrong, like, dude, like swears it's amazing and was just incredible and it was like it was all right it was an action flick but i don't know it was so over the top and there were so many plot holes mm-hmm. of like things that just would never happen like you would never send untrained astronauts into space to do this um they might have sent like Bruce Willis, the specialist of the drillers into space to help the astronauts and like he could tell them what to do, but it wouldn't have been like, yeah, let me send like 45 drillers up there and two astronauts and yeah, you guys would, get back. It wouldn't safely. be more the majority, it'd be the minority. Yeah, there would have been drillers. way more astronauts up there. The training program would have been much more extensive than what they showed. Uh they wouldn't have put them in fucking like what f-16s or f-14s whatever they put them in they wouldn't have done that uh they would have put them in the vomit comet and i don't know maybe nasa just didn't want to let them be anywhere near it so and they all would have blacked out at the g-force of (laughs) everything that was happening because they they needed them to be awake on the asteroid Mm. yeah but the the bigger dude definitely wouldn't have been allowed to go he would have died they wouldn't have let him on it at all oh yeah his blood pressure oh you're talking about uh the guy that got mama tattooed on him yeah yeah max max would not have they wouldn't have let him on it like they would have had to specially make uh astronaut suits for him and for michael clark duncan yeah and Those suits take a long ass time to make. It's not like they could have just like produced it overnight. Even in the face of like world, the world exploding, uh, that dude would have needed like two or three astronaut suits like sewed together. 
special um, hunting for Owen Wilson Snaz. Yeah, and he would not have made it through the physical training, through the physical crap that happens going up into space. Like, well, I think that was the thing. A lot of them, they were like, "Yeah, you got this issue and this issue and that one." Oh, that's why Michael Clark Duncan he he ripped off his pants and had his uh, leopard underwear and he was dancing. He's like, yeah, but I can do this, all, baby. <laughs> they all they all had like they all had like four or five tranquilizers. One was what was it like horse tranquilizer? Oh yeah, yeah. somebody was. <laughs> Well, I think of all of them, the only one that maybe is up to par physically to go into space would have been Michael Clark Duncan. And he's overly fit, actually. I give Affleck 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 was skinny, but I don't know that he was necessarily physically fit. They don't really ever show him like Regardless of physical fit, none of them were psychologically fit. The fucking oh, yeah, you're right. Man. They were all fucking they were all though. fucking whacked out of their brains. Mentally fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> but I, so was the the Russian astronaut who had spent eighteen months in space. Oh alone. yeah, he was just yeah, crazy. Good by himself. Yeah, that what's his name? The guy that was up with the American dude with the mustache. Yeah. Oh, the American astronaut guy that was like no, 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 no. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about in real life the guy that lived on the space station for like a year and a half or something, two years. Yeah. What was his fucking name? Oh, I don't know. He's I'm sure you go mind. crazy. I couldn't be by myself. No, no, he's whacked out of his mind now, like for real. Like, guy's fucking whack. Yeah. Space madness, man. It'll get you. Cabin fever. <laughs> Turn to a pirate. God damn it. What was his name? Turn to a pirate. <laughs> a space pirate. <laughs> Cabin. What? Why are you walking in front of us? She though? was going to come over here to hug me and then decided against it because my hands were on the table. Good Lord. Okay, Ficky. The guy that grew weed in space. What was his fucking name? <laughs> so Chris, as, as Chris, tells... Chris Hadfield. There you go. Chris Hadfield. Astronaut Chris Hadfield. He's he's kind of crazy now. If you like watch his interviews. Yeah. Oh, he probably not... super. He probably really super mentally fucked up. Mm-hmm. He probably hide it pretty good, but he probably out of his goddamn mind. <laughs> live in a tube for a year. Yeah, that'd do it. That dude would be alone for a long time. I guess. And you just zoom all the time. It's not like we didn't all do it for a whole year. Yeah, but we can go outside and look at people. He would just by yeah, himself. He just got to look at the void of space and Earth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, if you have any other cool fun facts about space or drilling or anything like that, you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. We have an email. It is Allentown Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook at Allentown Presents. So, um, I'm excited. Disaster films, uh, they're my shit. There's so many of them. I didn't realize I've seen so many. Uh, a lot of them volcano related, really. But uh, there's some really fun ones out there. So I think the set list for this month is going to be pretty good. I'm, I'm very, very excited about it. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. And we'll be back next week with another disaster film. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Fuck you, Putin. Don't want to miss the best part is when he just like ad libs. And even when I that's what the stream would ever fucking do. Yeah, that's the best you, part. Bitch. Man, I love you. <laughs> if he said, "Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> bitch, I love you." <laughs> bitch, if I close my eyes. <laughs>